the Brave Church podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope that you're encouraged by today's message. You know, when it comes to relationships, there are good relationships and there are not such good relationships. And, and we can take away some good things from relationships because um, some of my favorite places that I, I have ever eaten at before is because a friendship has introduced me to that restaurant. And so that I consider somebody who introduces me to good food a good friend. Come on, somebody. And, and, and I can gain a lot from relationships. You can gain a lot from relationships. But how many of you know, not all relationships lead us to new places that are good places. Um, there are good relationships that will help you discover new things and relationships that will help you like just discover like a new destiny and new ideas because of some of the relationships in your life. Some of you have received job offers and, and some of you have been introduced to your significant other because a relationship introduced you to them. There are relationships that can open up your horizons to help you see a whole new world. Y'all hear that on the worship team? Y'all need to let me sing next week. George, they don't let me sing on the worship team. So I got to sing when I preach. Um, But there are some relationships, and you know this, that because you have relationships with certain people, they have, man, they've spoken life to you, and you're better because of those relationships. How many of you know we need to keep those relationships? You need to keep them close. Your pastors, your leaders, your brave life leaders, your dinner party people. You need to draw close to those people. But how many in that relationship are not such good relationships? They're more like the Titanic. And that relationship causes everything in your life to sink. And pieces are everywhere. And you know what I've noticed? When life happens and life begins to sink and because of someone else and pieces are everywhere. Have you ever noticed that they're not there to help you pick up the pieces? And so we have to be careful. And scripture says a lot about the ships that we get in, the relationships that we get in in our life and how important they are. Now, before I go much further, I want to just give you some of the ships that you may be in or may be in your life. There are some important relationships that you need um, and some of you have. So let me just help explain this to you. The first ship is um, I think is important in your life is a fun ship. I think all of us should have somebody in our life who is fun. How many of you love fun people? How many of you know, like, you want a fun person at your birthday party right there, you know? It's like, you know, they come into your party, and they are the life of the party. Your party was good, but when they show up, your party is off the chain. So you need a fun ship. You you need people in your life that are fun, especially for you serious people here, because we need you too. Because us fun people do backflips off of roofs and the pools and we hurt ourselves. So we need some of you too to be like, um, don't do that. But we need the crazy guy who's like, watch what I'm about to do. <laughs> Let me stop there before I give you some ideas. Here's another, uh, another ship um, that some of us have in our lives and they're toxic relationships. These are people in your life that watch this. They are toxic to your health. They are like what they say. You know, they say that secondhand smoke kills a lot of people every single year. You don't even have to smoke the cigarette or the cigar or the hookah. Do I need to go any further? In order for it to affect your life, all you have to do, watch this, is to be in proximity. Can I tell you? 
You don't even have to be a toxic person, a negative person, a bitter person. But if you're too close in proximity to them, can I tell you they can affect your life? Can I preach for a minute? Because some of us would say, well, pastor, I can't help it, but they're in my cubicle. Well, what about your best friend that you keep calling? That you don't have to be around, but every time you're around them, they drain the positivity out of you. They drain the faith out of you. They drain the life out of you. Come on, I want to help somebody know that it is okay to throw some people out of your life because you're like, I can't have you around me. You're killing my vibe. You're killing my joy. You're killing my faith. Let me tell you who you need. You need some people of faith around you. You need some people who are going to speak life and fire in you. You need somebody that's going to look at you and say, fire of God. (laughs) Man, you need people around you that are going to see not who you are, but who you could be. You need people around you that they're going to say, you know what? I'm not going to call you by your past faults and your past failures, but I'm going to look at you the way God looks at you. I'm going to call you by your potential. You're a world changer. You're a planet shaker. Oh, I wish there were five people in this room who knew I'm called to be a planet shaker. I'm called to stir things up. Is there anybody in this room that you say, God, use me to stir some things up? you let him stir it up right now come on sit down because my clock is running out there's there's another ship right it's the dating ship oh come on some are good most are titanic you know that's true. And it, when, when you go through the dating ship, some of us have, have graduated to the next ship. And that is the marriage ship. <laughs> Somebody's still on their honeymoon. <laughs> That's okay, sister. You can't hit it. Here's what I would say about the marriage ship because, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, we we have a lot of single people here at Brave. And um, in fact, now all the single people are popping off. They're like, here I am, boo. Where you at? We were, we went through a drive-thru for lunch today and we, between the 12 o'clock and Brave Life, we had like, 38 minutes to eat lunch. So we went through this drive and we're there. And, um, you know, we're talking to the guy who's at the window. And I'm like, hey, bro, you go to church. And he's like, ah, oh, no, I don't go to church. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you need to go to church. So I gave him an invite. Bam! Gave him an That's why you need to put an invite in your pocket or in your purse. Come on. Have him ready. You just never know. And, and he looks at it. He's like, oh, that's cool. And, he, and then he started, this, he was getting ready to tell me a story. He's like, well, I used to go to church when I was, uh, huh? I don't even know when that was. What was that? You know, he's like, I was like a kid. And my, I think my parents. Oh, never mind. He literally goes, never mind. And uh, so, you know, he's, you know, it's taking forever to get our food. And so we're having this conversation. He's like, so I said, man, just like, be honest with me. Like, just, I'm, I'm a pastor of this church. Like, why don't you go to church? And he's like, man, I, I really don't know. And all of a sudden, my wife just pops off. She goes, hey, there's a lot of girls there. <laughs> 
and literally his eyes go, bing! He's like, okay, I'll be there later on. You know, and so whatever it takes, you know, but, but here's the thing with the marriage. Welcome to Brave Church. How can we even go on from this? The marriage, here's what you know, because we have, we have a lot of single people at Brick Church, and, and every once in a while, they'll, like, you know, people like, they come to us, man, we're so in love, Pastor David. Oh, we are so in love. Like, we are made for each other. We're soulmates. Pastor David, we're so in love. And I'm like, well, how long have you guys known each other? Two weeks. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you what's really happening here? You know, and, um, but, but here's what I would say about the marriage ship. Because, because I, I, all seriousness, I do want you to hear that the marriage ship, besides your relationship with God, is the most important ship that you will choose to get in. Besides, let me say that again, your relationship with Jesus, the marriage ship is the most important ship that you will get in. You know why? Because your marriage will determine what your family values are. Your marriage will determine where you go to church. Your marriage will determine how you raise your kids. Your marriage will tell you how you raise your grandkids. Your marriage will determine how you spend money and how you save money. Because how many of you know every couple has a spender and a saver? Your marriage will determine a lot. I I would venture to say this. Your marriage can even determine how much your faith is going to be allowed to grow. You see, marriage is so important. Let me just talk to some single people in the room. All of you married people, too late. But listen, single people. Before you get on the marriage ship, before you buy that boat, let me encourage you, you need to walk around that boat a couple times and check that boat out. Pastor, what are you saying? Before you fill in your own blanks of what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is this. You need to see how that person reacts under stress. You need to make sure that person has integrity. You need to make sure that that person, how they, how they spend and how they save, what their priority is. You need to make sure that they just don't say, oh yeah, I believe in God, I'm a Christian. You need to make sure, are they on fire for God? Are they in tune with God? Are they saying, God, you are the priority. Nothing else is going to take your place, not even you. Because the marriage ship, I've seen so many people that, man, man they, they get into the marriage ship way too early. And so we, we, we get into this marriage ship, and then we're going to talk about that in the next couple of weeks, the dating and the marriage. It's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss it. But then we go from the, the single and the dating to the marriage to, to the, some of us have crossed over. And some of us have gone from the dating to marriage. We're dating again. Cool. That happens. And then we've had kids somewhere in the mix. And so we're in the parenting ship as well. Anybody have kids? The rest of you are so ashamed of your kids, I guess. I don't know. Um, the, the parenting ship is, is important because, and we'll talk about this in the series too, because how many of you know that raising kids can be difficult today? I mean, it can be difficult because it, it, here's the thing. In the day that we live in today, the culture we live in today, and listen to me, I am so a fan of this concept that you should not be raising your kids on your own. 
It truly is a village that raises a child. And I believe the best village to help you raise your kids is a place called Brave Church, where there are other people raising their kids and other people that are going through things and other people. Some people are doing it right, some people aren't, but we come together and say, hey, can I just get some help and understand how to raise my kids? Let me just say, if you have kids, you need to have them in our student ministry on Wednesday night. If you have kids, you need to make sure that they are everything we do for kids. You know why? Because your kids need more than just you speaking life to them. Now, let me say this, though. Your voice, mom, your voice, that is the most important voice in your kid's life. So don't expect the church to do your job for you. Because the reality is your kids, they watch you more than you think they do. They hear you more than you think they do. The church, our job is to come alongside of you. To say, man, as a family, come on, we're going to help you get through. We're going to help you cross the finish line. We're going to help you get breakthrough as a family. But, but, but we're going to talk more about that in this series. Because the parenting ship is such a vital ship in our lives. Because how many of you know it can be difficult to raise kids? One minute they love you. And the next minute... Like they pretend they don't even know you. One minute, like our kids, they're asking, Mom, Dad, can I sleep in your bed with you guys tonight? I'm like, no! This is my woman! I want her for myself. And then the next minute, they're like, hey, Dad, man, can you not drop us off in front of our friends? Can you drop us off around the corner? No! And our kids sometimes, and if you have older kids, sometimes as they get older and all of a sudden they start making decisions on their own. And, and some of us as parents, we're looking on at our kids and some of the decisions are like, no, don't do that. But you can't control them because now they're adults and they're growing into their own. And so we want to help you out with that, how you can parent in this parentship and help navigate your kids' lives so they can be all that God has created them to be. And let me just say this, because some of us are a little bit older and our kids are already a little bit older. It is never too late to start. Start parenting the godly way today. You say, oh, my kids are already in college. My kids are already grown. That's okay. They're still watching your life. Pastor David, how do you know that? Because I'm a grown man and I have my own family. I have my own house, my own kids. And guess what? I still watch how my dad treats my mom. Every time he's with her, he opens that door for her. I'm like, man, dad, I got some work to do. Come on. <laughs> and, and, then, and then what I want to tell you, I, I guess the, the whole thing that I'm trying to say to you is this. It's in your notes. Would you write this down? The one relationship you shouldn't live without because I've given you all these other ships. I've given you fun. I've given you toxic. There's dating. There's marriage. There's parenting. There's even counseling relationships. And counseling is good and consoling. People will tell you it's going to be okay. Those are all good. But, but, but none of those are good unless you have one relationship first. And tonight what I want to do is I want to give you just the remainder of our time together. I want to give you a foundational thought that we're going to build the rest of this message on. Here it's in your notes. The one relationship you should not live without is Jesus. Now listen, you're at church and you expect to hear that. Some of you are like, man, Pastor Dave, don't you have something deeper than that? Well, it's kind of cliche, like you kind of know that. But do you? Because here's what I want to do. I, I, I want to talk to the Christian here for a moment. If you're here tonight and you're not a Christian, man, I'm so glad you're here. Like I'm so, I, I want you, I'm so glad you're here. Like you belong here even if you don't believe. Like I believe, you, you belong here. But you're getting ready to hear a pastor talk to the Christians for a minute. Because there are some of you here today 
And I don't mean to say this condemning, but there are some of you here today that you call yourself a Christian. And you say you know God. But I wonder if you really know him. Because how many of you know there is a difference in knowing about God and knowing God? Let me help illustrate. There is a difference in knowing about someone versus actually knowing someone. You can know about LeBron James. Oh, I know LeBron James. Oh, do you? What do you know about him? Oh, I know what his stats are. I know what his wife's name is. I know how many kids he has. I know he lives in L.A. Well, congratulations. You follow him on Instagram. But have you ever had dinner with LeBron? Well, no. Well, you don't know LeBron. Well, I know Shakira. No, you don't know Shakira. You know her songs, but you ever been at a, at a concert where she called you up on stage and did a, a duet with you? No. Well, you, you don't know Shakira. You know about her. And it's funny because we think about that and we laugh about that. But I wonder how many of us, we actually treat Jesus that same way. Like we know Bible stories, right? Like we know things in the Bible. Pastor David, you talked about Jonah. I know that story about Jonah. You, you come to church and you, you're a brave church. And you're like, hey, man, I even felt like God's presence in worship. But to know about someone is different than to actually know someone. I guess what I'm trying to say is this. If all the relationships that you can have in your life, you should not live your life without the Jesus ship. You see, because scripture says this in Matthew chapter 7, because this relationship, it creates meaning to all the other ones. Come on, are you still with me tonight? Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 says this. It's in the New Testament, the first book of the New Testament. It says this, anyone who listens to my teachings and follow it is wise. It's like a person who builds their house on a solid rock. Now, that word house also means life. He's saying this is how you build your life and it's solid. Anybody here want a solid life? Come on. He goes, if you want a solid life, if you want a successful life, if you want to prosper in your life, here's how you do it. Listen to my teaching and then follow it. It's two steps. It's one thing for you to be at church tonight and hear me talk about God. But the next thing is that we are called to then follow it on Monday through Saturday. He says, that is how you build your life so that it is solid. Turn to somebody and say, let's build. Come on. Look what he goes on to say. Verse number 25. Though the rain comes, the waters rise, and the winds beat against that house because house will not collapse. That life will not collapse because it was built on a good foundation. It was built on rock. Here's what Jesus is saying. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. Jesus is saying, if you will build your life on me, on Jesus, he's saying the winds will come in this life. You see, there's nothing that you and I can do to control the winds and the storms in our life. Whether you believe in Jesus or you don't believe in Jesus. Can I tell you? Because life is just life. Bad things could happen to us. Someone said one time, well, is following Jesus, is it just like a bed of roses? And I'm like, no. You know what? Scripture says that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. You know what that means? That means you can be following Jesus and your hours still get cut at work. You can be following Jesus and get a report that you weren't expecting. You can be following Jesus and some tragedy happened that you weren't even expecting. Well, then, Pastor, what, 
What's the benefit of following Jesus then if I could have the same thing happen to me that someone who hates God? Here's the difference. Scripture says this. If you build your life on Jesus, the wind will come. The winds will blow. The hurricane will come. The waters will rise. The storm is going to come. But after the storm is over, you're still standing. He says the difference is other people, when you look at Scripture, verse number 26, But the one who hears my teaching and says, oh man, church is for idiots. I hate church. I don't even know why I'm here. It's like a person who builds their house on a sand. And when the rains and the floods and the winds beat up against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And here's what I know. Look up at me for a second. Many of us know about the collapse, don't we? Because you've had things in your life at times that have collapsed. I remember in my life, before I knew Jesus, that, man, I would build my life. I thought, man, all I need is a female. And I got a female. I still wasn't happy. I remember I thought, man, I just need more money. And so I went into business. And, man, Christina, we made so much money, but we still, I still wasn't content. And so what happens is people, they start looking to fill that void with other things. So we get involved in things that cause addictions in our life and, and just discouragement. We're trying to fill the void and fill the void. And so we jump from relationship to relationship and bar to bar. And we're trying to fill the void. All the while, we didn't realize that we're building our life on the sand. Even some of us, we kind of masquerade what we're building it on because we say, well, man, I'm just building my career. I'm just going to school and getting, getting a degree, and none of those things are bad. But my question is, are you, is your career, is your education, is it an add-on to your life with Jesus at the center, or has that become your life? You see, God wants you to have nice things. He wants you to have good things, but he just doesn't want to hear me tonight. God wants you to succeed. He wants you to have good things, but he just doesn't want those things to have you. Because the problem is, when you build your life on the sand, when you build your life, my whole life is just going to my career. What happens when downsizing happens? What happens when the economy takes a turn? If I'm building my life on this relationship, what if that relationship hurts you? When you build your life on the things in this earth, Scripture says this, when the storm comes, it's not a matter of if, but when. Anybody ever had a storm in your life before? Come on, let me see your hand. When the storm comes, if you built your life on the sand, Scripture says this, your life will collapse. That's why some people think, I just need to get married, I just need a girl, I just need a guy. Well, tell Hollywood that. Because they have the money, they have the relationships, but look at their lives and they collapse. And I don't say that pridefully in a joking way, but it is just the reality. Listen to me today. Our culture is screaming at us that our own building does not work anymore. People out there, you have family and friends that their lives are collapsing because they've tried it their own way. Jesus just says this, why don't you try building your life on me. Why don't you build your life on the rock? Because when the storm comes, the rain is going to fall. The wind is going to blow. But at the end of it, you're going to be able to say, I'm still standing. I'm built to last. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, the storm came. Yeah, the wind blowed. But look, I'm still moving forward. Because I can tell you tonight, Following Jesus and Christina, she can tell you there have been storms in our life. There have been storms that we thought, man, this storm is going to take us out. 
There have been storms in my family that we thought, man, this storm, this thing that's happening, and you know what it is. You have things in your own family alone. Man, it's going to wipe us out. But as you go through the storm, when the winds begin to fade out, and all of a sudden the sun comes out again and it's no longer raining, Christina and I have looked at our life and we said, my goodness, that storm didn't destroy us. We're still standing. Our marriage is still standing. Our kids are still standing. Our purpose is still standing. Our future is still standing. We haven't jeopardized or compromised the calling of God. Why? Because we've learned we're not going to build our life on temporary things. We're going to build our life on Jesus. And as long as you put Jesus as the foundation of your life, I'm here to tell you there is no storm that is strong enough to take you out. Somebody needs to give God some praise today. Some of you today, some things are shifting in your heart. You're saying, God, I've been building it all wrong. But tonight, I'm ready to take authority in the name of Jesus. Come on. In Jesus' name. Come on, come on. we got to get through this. Here's the thing. No other relationship will last without Jesus as the foundation. You're trying to get that marriage to work, but if Jesus is not the foundation, it will not last. You're trying to raise those kids the right way, but listen, that relationship... Without Jesus, Pastor David, what are you saying? Are you saying that if I put Jesus in my life and I build my life on Jesus and I invite Jesus into my ship, that my life will not be destroyed? That is exactly what I'm saying to you. No doctor's report will destroy you. No divorce will destroy you. No bankruptcy will destroy you. No unexpected thing will destroy you. No disease will destroy you. I'm here to tell somebody today. I've come to bring good news today. That no matter what you're facing in your life, as long as you have Jesus in your book, you're going to make it. Come on, turn to somebody and say, you're going to make it. Come on, turn to the other person. You're going to make it. Well, Pastor, I've messed up. Listen, you'll still make it if he's in your boat. I've got addictions. As long as he's in your boat, you're still going to make it. Pastor, I've wasted too many years. If Jesus is in your boat, you will make it. I feel the fire of God in this room. Come on, somebody shout fire. Man, what we're doing is we're stirring the atmosphere. Let me tell you, Satan hates it that you're hearing this today. Because he has filled some of you with so many lives. And you're building your, your life on the Miami magical dream of lies. And we, we man, there's this mindset in Miami. And let me tell you what we do. We fake it in Miami. We fake it, we fake it, we fake it. There's this whole image thing in Miami. And we want to present ourselves that we're doing better than what we are. And so, man, we just love the tea. We got everything. We drive the nice cars and everything is good. But inside you are crumbling. That's why at Brave Church we say this. It is okay not to be okay. We're not going to fake it up in here and be religious. No, no, we're going to get serious with God. Let God do some work in our lives. Because here's the thing. Let me just say this. I've never said this before. Miami is my home. I love it. I want to live here the rest of my life. I want to die here. Not anytime soon. I want to die here. I just feel this is for somebody. Some of you are getting sucked into and you're 
already sucked into the Miami mindset. And let me tell you something, it's sand. It is sand. It is sand. Because when storms come, if you're not careful, your house will collapse. So this is a wake-up call. Come on. God, tonight, I want you to be the center of my life. I want to build my life around you. So, Pastor, how do I get Jesus in my boat? Number one is this. It's in your notes. Just write this out. Just get started. Just get started. You begin by saying, Jesus, would you get into my boat? God, get into my ship. I want to get into a relationship with you. I want to know you more. John 3, 16 says this. This is how much, this is how much the world, here's how much God loves you. This is how much God loves you. Check this out. That he gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that no one would be destroyed. Can I tell you? Jesus understood that there are things in this life that if you build your life, it will destroy you. And I'm just sick and tired, man, of seeing people destroying their lives because no one has loved them enough to tell them how much God loves them and how much the devil hates them. So this is for you tonight. Come on. He loves you so much and he says, I came sent my son Jesus into the world so you would not be destroyed how how can you save yourself he says this by believing in him anyone can have a whole and lasting life God did not go through all the trouble of sending his son merely to point a finger at you and say man you're such a sinner you're so evil you're so bad no he came to help us he came to put the world right again And anyone at Brave Church who trusts in Him is forgiven, acquitted, not guilty. But anyone who refuses to trust in God already has a death sentence and they don't even know it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one of a kind, Son of God, when introduced to Him. You see, in our culture, we chase the glitz and the glam. There's nothing wrong with nice things, but it makes me think about the Titanic. We're in a ship series, right? And so if you've seen the movie, the Titanic was the most glamorous ship that was ever created. It was a wonder of the world. Everyone who was anyone wanted to take the voyage ship. So they're on the ship, and you know the story. They hit the iceberg, and they begin to sink. Something I never really thought of until we were preparing for this series that as the Titanic, the most beautiful ship in all of the world, the one that was supposed to take them safely to their destination, as that thing began to sink, nobody wanted to stay on the Titanic. They were all looking for a lifeboat. The thing with the lifeboat is the lifeboat wasn't near as glamorous. It was dirty. There was no food on the lifeboat. Nobody said, well, I want to stay on the Titanic because they've got tea and biscuits on this thing. No, no, no. When the ship is going down, just get me on the boat. Is the life. They didn't even care what the lifeboats look like. Just get me on the boat. Is there room for one more? Is there room for one? Just get me on the boat. And here's the thing. Some of you here today, you've refused Jesus and you've kicked Jesus to the side because you didn't like the way he was packaged. 
maybe you heard someone that told you that Jesus was mad at you or your viewpoint of Christians that they're just those fanatics who stand out there and picking things and man it's just the Christians that they love Donald Trump and they hate immigrants and they da, 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 da. you've had this package of like Christianity and I always say that because someone told me that I was like bro what are you talking about that's so way out there dude Jesus to the side. Oh, man, just Christians are judgmental. There's this, man, it's just legalism. And man, I'm just going to live life my own way because it's just too hard to live for Jesus. And, and could it be that you're still trying to hold on to a Titanic? And the very thing that could save your life, the lifeboat, Jesus, you're, you're this close. Like, you're this close to safety. You're this close to your destiny. You're this close to your purpose. But because we don't like the way it looks, it's not as fancy as my Titanic boat. But the boat is sinking. Some of you are here and your life is sinking and you know it is. As your pastor, as someone who has a voice and influence in your life, I would tell you, let go of the Titanic. Let go of the captain's chair. And why don't you give Jesus a chance? Why don't you tell God, you're the lifeboat. I'm going to get in your boat. I'm going to get in for safety. I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you a shot at my life. Because I'm tired of the same result. I'm ready for breakthrough. I'm ready for freedom. I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for power. I'm ready for deliverance. I'm ready. Somebody shout, I'm ready. got to start the second thing it's in your notes and I'm going to close with this some of you need to start a relationship with Jesus I didn't say religion I said relationship and I clarify that in a city like mine because our city is very spiritual we are a religious city like the guy in the drive through today here. You're a hero, bro. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to church. What the church? Uh, like, when I was a kid, I think. <laughs> no, you know about God, but you don't know God. We, we live in a religious city. We live in a very spiritual city where there are people, man, they got on their profile on Instagram. God first? Really? <laughs> Too much? Can I talk to you for a moment? And then there are other people in our city. Man, they're just burned out on God because religion burned them. But tonight I'm not talking about religion. You see, there is a distinctive about brave. That's why we are making waves. God is making waves through brave in Miami. Because we are a church. We are not selling religion. We're not pushing religion. People tell me, I hate religion. I'm like, I do too. Jesus hated religion. What we are about is we're offering a relationship with Jesus Christ. A relationship is different than religion. Religion says, here's all the things you have to do to get right with God. Relationship, Jesus says, here's all the things I did to get with you. You see, relationship tells us that Jesus did everything he could to chase you and pursue you. You don't have to do anything except for receive the grace of God. Here's the thing. Is Jesus on your boat? 
know Jesus, man, tonight you want a relationship with you. Man, there's such a, a sweet, like, atmosphere in this room right now. I, I feel like it is so tender. Everything in the wind, you want to, like, close, and we're like, ah. But there is such a tender moment. Like, I just feel the sweet presence of God. Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me? It, it, it is like... It is like Jesus is saying, I love you so much. What have you been waiting for? See, some of us need to start a relationship. Others of us need to sustain it. Your relationship with God has grown cold. On Sundays at Brave Man, we're going to light a fire. But it is up to you during the week to keep that fire burning. you got to keep putting logs on that fire. And there's some of you that your relationship with God... It's cold. It's gone cold. You're like, man, I don't feel like I used to. I'm feeling fire and passion like I used to. Guess what? It's your fault. I can't put the logs on your fire during the week, so what do you do? How do I sustain this relationship? Number one, I says you got to pray. Even if it's 30 seconds a day, just pray. The best prayers are honest prayers. Some of you tomorrow, you just need to pray, God, help me not to cuss these people out on my way to work tomorrow. Oh, God loves that prayer because it's an honest prayer. So as we seem to pray, God, would you help me? Help me to overcome this thing. God, help me to get through this. God, I messed it up again. So we seem to pray, God, would you take control? It's Monday. God, would you help me in this marriage? I keep messing. I don't even know how to do this. Would you help me be a dad? I'm not even sure how to be a dad. I try. I feel like I'm failing. God, would you, would you help me to get this promotion? God, would you just help us to learn how to budget? God, just help. Those kind of prayers are the best prayers because they're honest prayers. Sometimes we don't pray because we're like, man, I don't know how to pray like a pastor. Listen, God loves just an honest prayer, the sincere prayer when you talk to him like you do your friend. Some of us need to learn to pray, pray, pray. Some of us need to read God's word because when you read God's word, he's speaking to you. Well, how do I sustain this relationship with God? Listen to me, 6 o'clock. Some of you need to go to Brave Life next Sunday. Brave Life 1 starts next Sunday at 4.15. It's your last week to sign up. Some of you need to make the decision. You know what? I'm going to take my next step. And I'm going to get involved in discipleship. I am going to commit to Brave Life. And watch the fire of your relationship begin to grow. I guess what I'm trying to tell you today. That if you have Jesus in your boat. You will make it. Some of you came in here today. And you're going through a storm in your life. And the reason why it feels like you can't make it is because Jesus isn't in it. But today we're going to fix that. So all across this room with every head bowed, every eye closed. Jesus, today, I just ask you to do something in our hearts. This whole service has culminated to this point taken us to a point of decision. And nobody else can make this decision for us. It's only a decision that we can make. Come on, let's keep going. Come on, let's keep going.
decision. That this would be a moment that we would say, God, would you be in my boat? You're here right now. Your eyes are closed. Your head is bowed. I feel like some of you here, your heart is racing so much, man. Some of you were here, God, just give me a sign. Boom, the power went out. Not like, man, not what I'm going to do. Come on, God has removed every obstacle from your life. Today is that day to say yes to God. Well, I don't even know. I don't know what, what all it means. I don't know how I'm going to do it. That's okay. You take a baby step into faith today. Today is the beginning of a baby step of faith. It's something new that God can do in you. You're saying, Jesus, be the Lord of my ship. So with every head down, every eye closed, if you're here tonight and you say, Pastor David, would you pray for me? Tonight, I want to ask Jesus to get on board my life. I want him to be my Lord and Savior. I want him on my ship. I want to wait another day. I want to wait another Sunday. I know that I need God in my life so I can make it through this storm. Nobody looking around on the count of three. All I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand and put it right back down. One, two, three. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. All across this room. So many, so many, so many, so many hands. Can you put them down real quick? Here's what I feel in this moment. There's some of you that are wrestling with God right now. Oh man, I can feel it so thick in this room. And today you know that man, God is after your heart. I don't want to pressure you, but you're worth waiting for. Sir, you know I'm talking to you. Ma'am, you know he's been tugging at your heart. Say, come on, let me in your life. What do you have to lose? Give me a shot. Let me prove that I'm God. So if you didn't raise your hand, but you're like, man, pastor, would you include me in that prayer? Come on. I waited. I extended this service for you because you're worth it. Count three more time. I'm going to ask. If you did not raise your hand, I've been waiting for you. Pastor, include me in that prayer. One, two, three. Yeah, thank you, sir. Right where you're seated. Man, this is the beautiful thing about God. This is how close we are to salvation. Right where you are. Do I have to take a class? No. Do I need to confess only to God? Right there where you are. I want everyone in this room to say this prayer. Say, Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of every sin. I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my boat, of my life. Jesus, I give you control. And I surrender to you. I ask that you would give me strength to sustain this, to live this faith tomorrow and the next day and next week and next year. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen and amen. And so many people have come home today. Brave Church, come on. We can do better than that. Man, come on. Let's give tuning into today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, please visit bravemiami.com.